Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Oh man, what, a, what an honor to be here this morning and all weekend. Uh, what a fantastic church and just a time in worship. Give, give it up for your worship team. You guys are blessed with these guys. Jared and Hillary, and they did awesome last night at the Dream Team party, by the way. And, uh, uh, shout out to all the Dream Teamers. You guys are amazing, making the Rose Church what it is. And if you're not part of the team, you, you are missing out, as Pastor Chad said. So get involved. God's gifted you uh, uh, to be a blessing to the body of believers, and uh, it's the best thing for your life as well. And I, I just want to honor Pastor Chad Pastor Dawn as well. You guys are amazing. And I, I've heard about your church for years and years and what God's going to... Yeah, give it up for your pastors. You guys are blessed. You're blessed with the best. And we've heard about you guys for years and years, what God is doing here in North City and now in Mount Carmel. And, uh, but, to, but to come and see it and experience it and be a part and meet your team, Kevin and Amy and the whole team. You guys are awesome. So we're just loving being here. And, uh, but your pastors are just so full of faith. And their hearts are big, and they're generous. I mean, to give away your very first miracle offering to somebody else, to way to go. That's, that's amazing. And uh, so I love you guys, and love getting the chance to be here. My wife is here as well with me this weekend, uh, sitting right over here. And I've got a picture of my crew. You know, my kids, they, I think they wanted to come, and I was like, no, I'll bring your picture. You're not coming with mom and dad. <laughs> We'll show them your picture. So uh, we've got a five-year-old girl, Tegan, six-year-old Sage, nine-year-old Reese, and then Cannon is 11. So help me Jesus, okay? Pray for a brother when you get a moment. Uh, I, I covet your prayer, saints. They're a blessing, and uh, we're excited uh, that they're at home. So, uh, <laughs> and you guys look good, by the way. You look like you got an extra hour of sleep or something. Thank God for daylight savings. Come on, tell your neighbor, say you're looking good this morning. You look like you're ready to hear the word. Well, grab your Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 3. Okay, all right, good, good. I was hoping that you would do that because you love the word of God. And uh, I got a chance actually to watch Pastor Chad's message last weekend. And I was so encouraged by the journey of hope and you know, just all that. Man, I want to be a part of the crew. I don't want to be in the crowd. Just good stuff going on. I've been thinking a lot about new seasons lately and uh, next steps and how God causes us to, our lives to grow. God's always calling us forward. You know, we, we don't ever arrive like, okay, I've made it as a believer. This is, this is it. I've, no, he's always call, calling us to a new step, new season. Sometimes the steps are small. Sometimes they're big. Sometimes they're scary, but God's always drawing us closer to Him into what He has for us next. And, and too many times, though, we listen to other things besides the voice of God that's calling us forward. We listen to all the reasons why we can't do it, all the reasons why somebody else says no. You know, but God is saying yes. We're going to look at Moses' life in chapter three and four of Exodus, and his life is kind of split into a few different. Periods. The first 40 years or so of his life were in Pharaoh's palace. He was rescued as a baby, raised there. And then, of course, when he was about 40, he killed one of the Egyptians who was uh, uh, abusing one of the uh, Israeli brothers of his. And so he kills him. He's on the run. 
He flees to the desert. He's out in Midian taking care of sheep. And at the end, kind of this 40-year period that he's been on the run, God shows up. He shows up in a bush that's burning, but it's not burning up. And he speaks to Moses right there. And this is what he said. He said, uh, says, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. A land flowing with milk and honey. Come on, a good season that's ahead for them. The home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. Tells Moses, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? The conversation between Moses and God continues. And God's saying, I- I'm going to be with you. Even does miracles showing him that he's going to be with him. He takes a staff and throws it down. It becomes a snake. Moses runs from the snake. No, God is proving to him that I am sending you. In chapter 4, verse 10, we pick up again. It says, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak. And will teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send somebody else. Moses was being called into a new season by God. But Moses was listening to all the other voices. His feelings of inadequacy and fear and different things. Instead of the voice of God. When God was calling him to a new season. The title of the message today is He Said Yes. He Said Yes. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for new seasons and calling us, God, for not giving up on us. I thank you for your mercy and your grace today and your presence in this place, God. And I pray that you would speak to each and every heart, Lord, what you want us to hear, God. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever got a speeding ticket? Raise your hand. Wow, I thought we were in church, y'all. What is going on? Got some offenders of the law in here. How many of you have never got a ticket? Wow, come on, give it up for all these guys. Way to go, way to go. I may have got a ticket or two or a few in my life, but uh, this one time a while back, I I got a ticket, and uh, in Memphis, you were given the choice to just pay the ticket send it in, it would go on your record, or you could go to driving school. Do they have that option around here? You could, no? Okay, well, you need to petition for that maybe, because what you could do is you could go to driving school and get a certificate and then take it back to court, and they would not put it on your record. Like, all right, give me that option right there, okay? And so I, I chose that option, went to court, this day, I didn't want it to go on my record. And, you know, we were there at this driving school 
one night. It's supposed to be about four hours long. And they teach you all the things about driving that you already know that you're supposed to do, but you chose not to do. So that's why you're there. So they teach you that. And uh, you're like, I know all this already. And, uh, but about halfway through it, the instructor said, hey, you know what? We're done with the material for tonight. I don't have anything else to teach you. Uh, but you guys can't go yet. I'm not going to give you your certificate until the end of four hours. You have to stay. Here's what I'll do, though. I'm going to put on this uh, uh, Sinbad VHS tape, a comedy tour from Sinbad, and we're going to watch this the rest of the time, or you're not going to get your certificate if you leave. We're like, what in the world? Some of you, you don't even know what a VCR is or Sinbad is or anything like that. But so we had to watch it because somebody, some joker, the previous class had gone before the judge and said, I got my certificate. And you know what? That class wasn't so bad. It was short. The instructor let us go after like an hour and a half. And the judge called the instructor and said, hey, you can't do that. You got to keep them there. So here we are, done with everything, watching Sinbad, all right? <laughs> and then what you do is you get your certificate, you take it back to court, it's wiped off your record. Unless you forget your court date. Oh, I don't recommend that, okay? I, if you got a court date, you want to show up to that, okay? Make sure you mark it down, reminders, have your spouse remind you, whatever you got to do. But I forgot. I forgot about it. It was on my calendar, got busy, overlooked it that morning, and didn't show up. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I've missed it. You know what? I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go down. They'll probably tell me that it's just, there's nothing they can do, but I'm just going to go in. I want to I see the judge, see if there's anything that they could do. So I go down to the courthouse. I find this sweet lady behind the place where you pay. And, and I was looking for where to go. I couldn't figure out where to go. And I said, hey, I, you know, I got a speeding ticket a while back, but I went to driving school. I watched the Sinbad video. I got my certificate, but I've missed my court date. Could you show me or tell me how to get to the courtroom? And she said, why? You're just wasting your time. You might as well just go on back home. There's nothing that you can do. It's too late. And I was like, oh, man, I, I know, I know I missed it. But I'm just wondering if I could just get before the judge. If Maybe, maybe he'll have mercy on me. She says, there's not a chance. But if you go up to this floor, you can walk in there. That's where he'll be. So uh, off I go. I go into the back of the courtroom, and the bailiff is there. Nobody else in the whole room except for him. And I, when I walked in, he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, a little while back, I got a speeding ticket. And I went to driving school, though, and I watched the Sinbad video. I got my certificate, but I missed my court date. It was yesterday. And he said, well, why are you here? It's too late. There's nothing you can do. You might as well go on back home because you are wasting your time. I said, well, I, I, I know, but I'm just wondering, maybe if I could just talk to the judge, if, if he'll have mercy on me or something. He said, there's not a chance. I've been here a long time. It's not going to happen. You missed your court date. It's too bad. I said, okay, well, I'm just going to stay if that's okay. He said, all right. So a little bit later, somebody else walks in. It's the prosecuting attorney. And he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well... I got a speeding ticket, but I went to driving school. I watched the Sinbad video. I got my certificate, but I missed my court date yesterday. And he's saying, well, what are you doing here? It's too late. Your court date was yesterday. It's too bad. There's nothing you can do. 
I said, well, I, I would just love it if I could just talk to the judge, if I could just have the opportunity. I know everybody's telling me no, but I would love the chance. And he said, well, you could stay, but it's not going to happen. I said, all right. So a little bit later, the judge walks in to the courtroom. He looks at the prosecuting attorney, the bailiff. He said, who is this guy? And uh, <laughs> they said, he missed his court date. So he called me up in front of him, and I said, your honor, I'm so very sorry. It's nobody's fault but my own. I, I got a ticket, but I went to driving school. I watched it. No, I didn't tell him about the Sinbad video. <laughs> but I got my certificate, but I missed my court date. I had it on my calendar, and it's nobody's fault but my own. I just got busy, and I overlooked it, but I'm here to plead for forgiveness, to ask you for mercy. Is there is anything that you can do to accept my certificate? I sure would appreciate it. And he sat there kind of stunned for a moment. And he said, you know what? No one ever comes in here and accepts responsibility for their mistakes. They're always trying to blame somebody else for what they've done. You know what? I'm going to accept your certificate. It's not going to go on your record. He said, yes. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I, I said, thank, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and, then I, and then I headed out of the courtroom. You know but on my way, I kind of looked at that attorney, and I, I was thinking, you know what? You said no, but he said yes. I, I walked past the bailiff in the back of the room, and I gave him a grin, kind of saying, you know what? You said no, but he said yes. And I went down, back down to that sweet lady, and I said, you're not going to believe this. You told me no. The bailiff told me no. The attorney told me no, but the judge said yes. He accepted my certificate, and with a stunned look on her face, she was like, what? You know what? Here's, here's the lesson of this. If you don't get anything else from today, the lesson is this. Never take a no from someone who doesn't have the authority to say yes. See, too many times in our life, God's calling us to a new season, but we're listening to those who don't have the authority over our life. Come on. He said yes. So I want to give you a few thoughts today. Uh, about Moses' life and some of the voices that he was listening to. And the first one is this, taking notes, is this, number one, fear. Moses was afraid. God was called into a new season, but he was letting fear rule his life. Remember, he's like, remember, God, I killed a guy. I am on the run. I left Egypt because I killed someone. The wanted poster for me is up in the post office there. I know it. As soon as I go back there, it's trouble for me. He was afraid. He, I mean, he even ran from the snake. He was scared to talk in front of people. How many know that's a good uh, skill to have when you're leading a couple million people? It comes in handy to be able to talk in front of people. Moses said, I, I'm not eloquent. I'm slow of a speech. I can't do it. He was listening to all his fears and feelings of inadequacy. And you know what? That's always been a big fear of mine, too. I never wanted to stand up here and do this right here. I was always scared to talk in front of people, but God was calling me to a new season. I hated it so much, in fact, that in college I had to. I would never would have taken it otherwise, but a required class was oral communications, and I had to go to that class, but I hated it so much that I stopped going, dropped out of the class, didn't care that I paid thousands of dollars for it, but I was not going back and talking in front of all my peers. I mean, we'd have to go back and, and do things like read a children's book in front of the whole class. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not reading a kid's book about Bambi to the rest of the class. I'm not, it's not going to happen. I, I'm going home. 
You know, sometimes you had to go, you had to just get a random topic out of a bucket and talk about that thing for three minutes. And you pull it out, hot dogs. I can't talk about hot dogs for three minutes. What? There's a bun, there's a hot dog, ketchup, mustard, what? I'm going home. But how I many you know I had to overcome that fear in my life to do what God was calling me to do? I couldn't listen to my fears anymore. I had to listen to God when He was saying yes. And you know what? Uh, there's another word I want to give you, and for each of these, I want to give you a word that I think will help you to overcome this in your life. And the word for this one is this, focus. Focus. Where is your focus? Look at, look at Moses and where his focus was in chapter 3. Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Chapter 4, verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent. Neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Moses' focus was where? It's on himself. He wasn't focused on God. He wasn't focused on God's strength, God's wisdom, God's ability, God's provision. What God said yes to, all Moses was thinking about was himself. And you know what? I I think... Uh, a lot of us struggle between a couple different places when we think about ourselves. One is this, this feeling of self-confidence, like, I got this, I don't need nobody, I don't need God, I, I'm the man. And then there's this whole other side of self-abasement saying, I'm, I'm not worthy, I've got weaknesses, I've got challenges, I've got all these things going on in my life that there's no way that God could use me. But I think there's a healthy place right in the middle. That yes, I've got these challenges and these struggles and all these things on, but man, God is good. God is strong. God is able to do it. He's called me to do it. He said yes, even when all these other things say no. Saying with God, there's nothing that I cannot do. And that's where God wants you to be. He wants to give you the grace to do it. Don't focus on yourself. Don't focus on your own inabilities, but focus on God's strength. Second Corinthians, Paul wrote this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. See, God's grace, it, it, it's his strength working in us to do what we cannot do on our own. And he said, I'll give you the grace to do it. Whatever I call you to, I'm going to give you the grace to do it. See, Moses feared that his weaknesses and his inadequacies made the task impossible. But what God saw, when God saw those weaknesses, when God saw those challenges, he said, oh man, that's the perfect spot for me to show up. For me to show out. For everybody to see that this isn't because of him, but because this is me working in him. Man, that's the perfect spot. You feel like, man, I can't do this, God. I don't know if I can step into this. And God is going to be with with you. God will give you the power, give you the grace to do it. If you're going to push past your fear, you got to change your focus. Don't focus on yourself, but focus on God, his strength, his wisdom. The second one is this, is our failures. Our failures. I think one of the biggest voices the enemy uses to prevent us from moving into a new season is our failures. You know, we've all got this in common. You know, our past doesn't look the same as somebody else's, but we've all got things that we've done that we're not proud of, that we wish we would have done differently. Maybe it's things, failures of other people. It's not even our own mistakes, but we're hanging on to the failures of someone else. And God's calling us to something new. And Moses was no different. 
I mean, the reason he fled was because he killed the guy, right? If anybody had a reason to think that God can't use me because of my past, it was Moses. But God called him. God chose him. He said, I'm going to use you to lead my people into freedom. Moses like, I don't know. I've made mistakes. God struggles. Things, same things that we've thought. Maybe God's calling you to a, start a new business, and you're like, I, I've tried it before. That business venture failed. I can't do it. I, I don't know. But God is calling you to the new season. You may even say, you don't know, you don't know me. You don't know what I've done. I don't, but God does. And when God said yes to you, God said yes to your mess as well. When Jesus died on the cross for you, he knew your sins, he knew your mistakes, and he said yes to all of it. He said, I'll wipe it away. I'll give you a brand new start. And the amazing thing is that he's not going to leave you in the mess. When you bring him the mess, when you bring him all those things, he said, I want to help you to come out of those, to give you a brand new start. Come on, God says yes to you. Say yes to him. And all that he has for you. But maybe it's somebody else who failed you. The hurtful words, the broken promises, a loved one who walked out on you. And those things have, have been holding you back from stepping into the new that God has for you. Come on, it's time. It's time to turn the page. So many times God's got a new chapter for us. New things ahead, but we're stuck reading the same page over and over I'm not here to diminish the things that were done to you, to say it was easy or not a big deal. I know in this, a room of this size, there's been hurtful things that have been done. But I want to encourage you to step into the new chapter, into the new season. To don't hang on to that anymore. Don't let it, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but God will help you to do it. You know, in different parts of the world, there's a, a way that they catch monkeys, and I learned actually between services, they do this because the monkeys, after they catch them, will lead them to the water, where the water might be. And, uh, and so what they'll do, though, is they'll place a big pot into the ground. It's got a, a narrow opening, but inside it gets bigger. And they can put different pieces of fruit or nuts inside of there. And the monkey will smell those things. And he'll come and, and put his little monkey paw in there and grab onto that fruit or that nut. And then he tries to get away with that, but it's just too big inside his paw. And all he has to do is just drop it, and he's free. You know that monkey will just sit there and hang on to that thing, doesn't want to let go? You know what? That's us so many times. Come on, God's saying, I got a new season right over here for you. All I need you to do is drop that because this isn't going to go into this next season. I need you to leave it right here. And as much as we try to pull harder and stronger and say, God, I'm taking this with me. He said, nope, you got to leave it right here. Come on, you got to leave it right here in 2019. Don't carry it into 2020 to this next season. Come on, God wants to help you to do it. God wants to help you move past it. Well, the, the, the key word for this is forgiveness. We got to forgive. You got to forgive yourself on those mistakes. God says, I've forgiven you as far as the east is from the west. Come on, I've removed those things from you. And we hang on to those mistakes. I don't know if God can use me because of my past. But God said yes. He says yes to your, uh, to your mess. But maybe you need to forgive others. Those that have hurt you, don't hold on to it anymore. Now, I'm not saying that what they did was no big deal, that it was okay, but don't let it 
hold you back another day. Come on, forgive them. And number three is this, is fight. Come on, sometimes there's going to be a little fight. Oftentimes when we're moving into a new season, there's going to be some resistance because the enemy knows the good things that are ahead, the things that God wants to do in you and through you, and he'll do anything he can to hold you back. But God says, you know what, this is, there's going to be some pain. There might be some resistance. Oftentimes we think, man, I think I missed it. This is difficult. This is hard. This, this can't be God's will because this is way harder than I thought it might be. Even in our new season, man, it's been a challenge. Like, God, did it, did, is this right? Is this absolutely right in the middle of God's will? There's some resistance sometimes. But God will give you the strength to fight for it. The path of least resistance does not necessarily equal God's will. Oftentimes, there's a mountain that you got to climb. There's something that you got to fight through. Let me tell you, your comfort is not God's goal. Your best is God's. I got a witness right down here. Come on. But God's best for you, that is his goal. But sometimes it means a little bit of a fight, a little bit of a challenge, some push through, some resistance. But don't give up. Keep going, because on the other side, in the new chapter, in the new season, you'll see it was well worth the fight. Don't stop short of where God wants you to go. we got to remember the resistance that Moses was up up against. I mean, over and over he went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, yes, and then no. He's like, all right, frogs, bam, gnats, darkness, all these different plagues and things, that uh, the resistance that he felt. They had to go against. Even when they left, the people said, Moses, what are we doing out here? We should have just stayed back there. Moses had to keep fighting, keep pushing through. You know, there was, there was no like, uh, all right, we're leaving Egypt now. Everybody aboard this chartered flight. We got chartered flights for everybody. We're just going to head out. Here we go. Brand new season ahead to the promised land. Everybody hop aboard. There's no cruise ship on the Red Sea. The carnival chosen people with unlimited ice cream. I don't, it's not the way. I mean, you read the Bible, that is not the way that it happened. If I was Moses, I'd be thinking, God, surely this is not your plan because this is way too hard. This is way too difficult. But it was, and there was a new season ahead. You know what? Uh, We got to realize, though, that sometimes the fight is good for us. It's doing something on the inside of us. Oftentimes we think, man, God will fight my battles. And sometimes he does, but sometimes he doesn't. He said, you know what? You got to fight this one on your own. I'll give you the strength. I'll give you the wisdom, but you're going to fight it. And while we do, he builds us up, strengthens us, and gives us everything that we need for that new season that's ahead. So don't run from the fight. Well, we don't understand all the time why the fight comes. We just got to keep trusting God, trusting God in his infinite wisdom to push through the pain and overcome the resistance. First Timothy 6.12 says to fight the good fight of faith. Well, the key for this is future. Future. Well, look to the future. What's on the other side of that step? Get a vision of where you want to be on in your health and your family and your finances get a vision. I want to give you a couple questions maybe to wrestle through a little bit this week. If you're taking notes, you write these down. If you're not taking notes, I want you to write these down, okay? 
It says, the first one is this, is what matters so much in my life that I'm willing to fight for it? What matters so much that I'm willing to push through the pain and the resistance and not give up? Something in your family, when you're at your health, you know there's an addiction, there's something that you, God's calling you, the better things ahead. It's going to be difficult, but it'll help you. And the second question is this, is what will I do when it gets difficult? Just know, just plan ahead of time. There's going to be some challenges. I know it's going to be difficult, but I'll keep going. What are you going to do? I'm going to call a friend. I'm going to call my small group. I got some verses that I'm going to hang on to. I got, what are you going to do when it gets difficult? Because there will be some resistance. Oftentimes when you step into the new season, you trim the budget for a new financial future. There's some pain involved. There's some resistance. You lead a small group or to, to crew up, to join the team. You got to push some things. You got to rearrange your schedule. There's some fights sometimes, but it's God's best for you. He wants to use you in this new season that he has. And there's a song that you've probably heard, you probably know. A man has spoke to me as I was preparing this message and thinking about it. It's a Casting Crown song. And you may know the lyrics, but let me read them to you. It's the voice of truth. The words say this, Oh, what I would do to have the kind of faith it takes to climb out of this boat I'm in onto the crashing waves. To step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is and he's holding out his hand. Come on, calling you to that new season. But the waves are calling out my name. They laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves, they keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you'll never win. You'll never win. But the voice of truth tells me a different story. The voice of truth says, do not be afraid. The voice of truth says, this is for my glory. Out of all the voices calling out to you, uh, calling out to me, I will choose to listen and believe to the voice of truth. Come on, can I ask you today, who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to all the other voices that don't have authority over your life? Or will you listen to God who says yes to you today? He says yes I know, you got, I know you got the fears. God says, I'll help you. Your failures, whatever it might be, that might hold you back. Well, God says yes to you today. Can we do this? Can we bow your head all over the room? just want to minister to you for a moment. Maybe you're in this place right now. You're in this season. Come on, all throughout the Bible, we see examples of people who listen to other things instead of God when God had new things ahead. I mean, Abraham and Sarah, God said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. But that she thought, there is no way that I can have a baby. But God said, yes. He overcame the physical challenges in her life. There was no stopping God when God said, this is what I'm going to do. Come on, the spies, when they, when, when they traveled out to the promised land, God said, this is, this is your land. I'm giving this to you. It's yours. They were going to check it out, and they said, no, nope, we can't do it. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes. And they missed out on what God had for them, that generation, because they listened to their fears instead of the voice of God. Come on, can I encourage you today to trust God? Trust God who's calling you into a new season. Maybe you've tried before. You've tried before again and again like that song. And your failures echo in your mind. 
Let God's word echo in your mind. Get that down on the inside of you. His voice and his heart. If that's you and any, you feel like you're in a place right now. God's calling you to a new season. You need a little help from him to step into that. I want to pray for you. Hands going up already. Come on, if that's you, just as a sign of you placing your faith and hope in God. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. Reach up your hand to him and say, I'm going your way. That's it. I'm so proud of you. So awesome. You're stepping into new things. You're stepping into the new season that God has for you. If there's, if there's a hurt that you've been hanging on to, today's the day to leave it behind, to step into what God has. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. Say yes to him. Some of you might be even dealing right now. Like, I'm afraid to even lift my hand because I know I've tried before. I failed. Come on. Say yes to God. As he says yes to you, he loves you so much. He's got a great future for you. A brand new season. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.